BBC Gardener's World Autumn Fair returns to the beautiful Audley End House and Gardens near Saffron Walden in Essex from Friday the 1st of September to Sunday the 3rd. I know many people are looking forward to it, including Sarah Ward, who joins me on the line. Sarah transformed her Victorian terraced house in London into an urban small holding complete with chickens, uh, worrying about foxes, obviously, uh, honeybees, fruit trees and lots of veg patches. Last year, she harvested £3,000 worth of food from her back garden. Sarah, £3,000 worth of food, that sounds like an excellent idea in a cost of living crisis. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And and that includes every egg that we collect from the chicken, every um, asparagus spear that we cut. We use an online calculator called a harvestometer and every time we collect something we tap it in and it's always exciting as the year comes to a close to just tot up how much we actually achieved and it makes you so thankful for the work that you put into it. How big is your urban small holding? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing we're not doing this in a sort of four by four patch at the back of a terraced house. No but it, it's not much bigger we um, it I mean, we, we're living in a Victorian terrace. Um, and we're fortunate that we've got the corner plot. We call our we call our home Hen Corner because we've got hens and we live in the corner. So our garden goes backwards and sidewards. So it is a bit bigger than next door. Um, but the growing space um, where we've got our raised beds is just a standard um, short terrace. And um, we think we've got eight beds mm. or maybe not even that actually and then we've got the chicken coops along one side and then the bees tucked away in the far corner fantastic where was the moment when was the moment sarah when you sat there and thought i'm going to use my garden for something different <laughs> Do you know, well, there never was an actual moment to transform everything. It's been very much a slow, dare I say, organic journey where we just took one step at a time. And it started off with us asking where our food came from um, and could we grow a bit for fun, for education, to save a bit of money and um, to help our children understand where food came from. And then um, as we've had a bit more space, a bit more opportunities, we thought we'd push the boundaries a bit and see how much we could produce so we haven't ploughed up the lawn we're not growing wheat um whilst um I, i'd love to to try well I, I always thought i fancied a goat for milking after <laughs> milking sheep on holiday in italy i think i've changed my mind on that one um we've still very much got a garden and we've got a patio and space for a barbecue but utilizing the spaces around the edge to try and produce as much of our own food mm. every year we've we've tried something new and, mm. and something successful and something's aren't and are you in, in sort of classical agricultural terms having to rotate in your garden yes uh, we rotate our crops because that that really helps the soil and, and gives you a better harvest so um you know one with that, we've got our raised beds. There's four that we rotate around, um, and a couple of permanents. So raspberries stay in the same place, and asparagus stays in the same place. But the four beds that we rotate, one has got roots, so be that potatoes or be that carrots. Um, parsnips one has got alliums which is your onions and your garlics one's got legumes um which is your peas and your beans and the fourth one i've completely forgotten the brassicas <laughs> there you go brassicas that be all your cabbages and your um broccoli and and cauliflowers hmm. are you and your family seem a little bit like i'm sure you've been asked this before like the tom and barbara good <laughs> uh, of uh, are, are you fully self-sufficient 
so um, we're not fully self-sufficient. I laugh because I've got a couple of chickens and one's called Barbara and one's called Margot. <laughs> um, and we are not completely self-sufficient. We're on a journey towards self-sufficiency. But what we are able to do, which is quite nice, is um, some of the food, obviously, we can't eat it all. So the honey from the bees, we've got four colonies of bees in the back garden and, and I manage bees on other sites as well. We can't possibly eat all the honey that the bees produce, but we can sell it and we can use our honey money to buy the things that we can't produce so we use our honey money to buy wheat and to buy meat um, and then utilizing the rest of our space to grow as much fruit and vegetable as possible we're not completely self-sufficient um, just in the London space in the London back garden we would never be able to grow absolutely everything that we need but we certainly um, don't buy asparagus anymore because home cut asparagus that that will crop all the way from March through to June is so delicious anything else just doesn't compare um, we obviously don't need to buy honey because we've got that. We don't need to buy eggs because we've got that. Um, and then this, you know, just last week we harvested a whole load of onions. Don't think they'll see us all the way through to next year, but they'll certainly um, they'll certainly pad out some piccalilli that I'm making next week. <laughs> I'll be round with some cheese and some crackers very shortly. <laughs> um, now you're going to be appearing at uh, BBC Gardeners World uh, Autumn Fair on the Let's Grow stage in that fantastic setting at Lord yeah. Audley End House. And you're going to be sharing some of the secrets and things that are in your book, Living the Good Life in the City, A Journey to Self-Sufficiency. Um, tell, tell me about the book. What, does it, does, is it a, is a, a guide or is it just an experiential sort of uh, narrative? So it's a bit of everything. Um, we've got the sense of our, just our story, our journal, where we're encouraging people with the lessons that we've learnt. And we would hope that some that, that all people would find themselves somewhere on that journey. And the journey starts with, we can all read the labels on our food that we buy in the supermarket. And then it goes all the way through to keeping pigs in your back garden. So, you know, there's a real sense of momentum with the book. Um, and we would hope that most people say, well, I do that. Well, I do that well I don't do that oh I've never made my own cheese before oh oh I'm going to try making some bread rolls um so there's definitely the story um narrative but there's also some top tips of well if you are going to keep chickens this is what they need this is what you need to do on a daily basis this is what you need to do weekly this is some seasonal care these are some things we need to take into consideration and um, but throughout the whole thing as well as recipes that you know if you have grown too much cabbage you can you can ferment it and if you know if you want to make pick a lily we've just won a great taste award so so use our recipe it's a winner um so as well as the 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 narrative of a story our journey as well as the top tips as well as recipes how to use produce that you've produced the heartbeat of the book is to encourage people to have a go mm -hmm. we could all live more sustainably um let's find that first step on that journey for each of us BBC Gardeners World Autumn Fair at Audley End House in Essex near Saffron Waldron, Friday the 1st to Sunday the 3rd of September. Lots of information on the website, bbcgardenersworldfair.com, including, of course, who you can see there and how you can buy tickets. Uh, now, Sarah, um, lots of people are going to be inspired by what you have done uh, and would like to try it. Now, it, it's fair to say they're not all going to be able to recoup £3,000 worth of, of food costs in the first year. So how should somebody start this journey? Um, well, I think the, the first part of the journey is to 
start to be aware of where our food comes from and the impact. So do some reading, do some research, understand some stuff. Um, unfortunately, you might find some stuff that you're not comfortable with, particularly when it comes to intensive farming or the chemicals on a, on the crops that the food that we eat or the, the amount of food that we eat that just arrives by aeroplane like why are we eating green beans from Kenya when actually they're in season now and we can go outside the back door and pick them um so the first thing is knowledge and and knowledge then can help shape our attitudes help us um start pick up new skills and um, really helps us in our decision making because we need to know why we want to do it because the, obviously there's you know there's a cost and um, financially there's a cost to um our time and um, there's a commitment that required so first of all do some research understand some stuff maybe go on a training course maybe read a book um, and and learn a little bit about what the impact is and therefore what you're trying to do to to offset that um, but simply growing a few tomato seeds um you've missed the moment for this year um but you can certainly have a go next year or if it's something you want to do straight away we're going to start this um in the next month or so we're going to start growing broad beans for next year so grab a pot on the patio and poke some broad beans into the compost and you'll be harvesting them next spring mm. autumn's an interesting time for gardeners isn't it because it's that transition period towards winter so what else are you going to be um uh, tending in your garden what, what are you going to be planting you mentioned the broad beans what about i mean you must have plants as well as the veg uh, in your garden do you Yes, we do. We do. I mean, and this autumn is great because you've got um, the colour changes and the days shortening, um, but it's still harvest time. We're harvesting right through sort of October to November. So and there's always something we can gather. So squashes um, really are only just starting to get established. So um, September, October, November, we'll be picking lovely squashes that we can make into soups. Um, with regard to planting, we said broad beans, garlic goes in this time, um, sort of October time as well. Um, and we have trees, so um, they have a winter prune when they're dormant, so it doesn't shock the tree too much. And if we prune our fruit trees in the winter, then we get a better harvest um, next spring and summer. Um, and, and other plants are good tidy up, not too tidy. We want to make space um, that can be nice habitats for hedgehogs and for um, other wildlife that need a hidey hole over the winter. But uh, keeping keeping an eye on everything, a garden is a living living creature and it's something that needs nurturing and tending and caring for um, and it responds to your every touch so um, it's not just you know like a room that you've painted and that's it we'll sit in it when we want to and um, it's a very much a living thing that um that needs investment and care mm. audley end is a fantastic uh, setting and uh, access to the show also gives access to the amazing gardens uh, on site what are you looking forward to seeing Oh, I've never actually been there before. I am looking forward to it. Uh, the beautiful thing, the thing that I always go to uh, as a passion of mine is to go to the kitchen gardens and mm. see what they've got growing and and often encourage, oh, yes, mine's at that stage as well. Oh, I haven't tried that yet. Oh, I love the way they've done that. So I will certainly be enjoying the gardens. And then if we get a chance to have a look around the house, then I always like to hunt out the kitchens and see how they used to prepare food back in years gone by. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not just yourself to talk to now as an, an expert, passing on your experience and your advice, but Francis Tophill is there, Arid Anderson, Adam Frost, 
is there. It's a great opportunity for keen gardeners to come and increase their understanding and knowledge, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's a fantastic day out in a great location, but you've got the you know the tv show bbc gardeners world absolutely brought to life and you can see your favorite presenters and um you can browse around uh, um do some shopping and get loads of top tips you can go to the stages and and have it there all in front of you and you can sit and enjoy and be inspired and talk to the presenters afterwards it really is a great day out mm. are you hoping to find something at uh, in terms of plants at the show that you might uh, want to sneak away with do you know what i'm always open to have a look <laughs> at what is available and and as well as plants maybe some some other bits for the garden maybe um some new equipment so I will certainly be browsing around I'll be there with my husband and um, whilst I'll be on stage with interviews and the demonstrations in between I will be a punter. Garden gadgets everybody I cook as well and I love a kitchen gadget but I love a garden gadget what's your favourite what advice would you give to somebody if they were looking to start out on this journey what bit of kit do they need? Well, definitely good gloves and good secateurs. Yeah. That's really important. Um, and then something we've got that was an investment and it's been worth its weight in gold is we bought a telescopic pruning saw mm. so that when we're pruning our fruit trees, we don't have to climb ladders or watch out for falling branches <laughs> that we, we can point and we can decide which branch is going and then um, just safely with our feet on the ground, we can reach up and saw the branches off that we want to remove. Good safety advice. As well, I once watched somebody uh, at the top of a very large set of step ladders at full stretch with a, a pair of, uh, of shears trying to lop off the top of a tree off. Uh, and it's not worth thinking about, is it? Good advice. Excellent. Um, Audley End House in uh, near Saffron Walden in Essex is the location for BBC Gardener's World Autumn Fair. Friday the 1st to Sunday the 3rd of September are the dates for your diary and lots of information and particularly how you can buy tickets is on the website bbcgardenersworldfair.com. Sarah, it's been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. Um, just finally... Is there going to become a point for you where the garden's not big enough and you want a bit more space? Well, I was really fortunate a couple of years ago to eventually get keys to a London allotment. I was on the wow. waiting list. <laughs> well done. Years. The, the waiting yeah. lists are immense in London, aren't they? 15 years I waited. Yeah. And um, my husband did say to me, oh, you haven't really got the time to do this. I said, I'm not saying no, I've been waiting for 15 years. Um <laughs> And we, we regularly talk about, do we want to move out of London? Do we want more space? Um, but we love living in London. We're halfway between Harrods and Heathrow. We're in West London. It's easy to get in for a show. It's easy to get out. And um, and I just love the local community that we have here in Brentford. So maximising our opportunities. I've got the allotment that certainly needs some tending. I'm also working with um, a local church um, to develop their garden, to create an eco-garden for the wider community. So I've certainly got enough soil to get my fingers dirty, and uh, enough to keep me busy for now. <laughs> Sarah, give my regards to all the chickens at Hen Corner, um, and if anybody wants more information, Living the Good Life in the City is the book. I can highly recommend it. Sarah, enjoy the show. Lovely to talk to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Steve.